everybody. Uh, this is Pat Young with Dog Ear Books. Uh, we're back again for another podcast episode with a an Arkansas author. Of course, the name of our podcast is right here, right now. Again, W-R-I-T-E, because they're writers. Today, we are thrilled to have Ryan Duncan with us. Ryan is based in Little Rock. Is this or uh, Well, originally from Little Rock. We okay. live in South Arkansas right now, okay. uh, but Little Rock is still kind of what I what I claim is home. It's where okay. I'm from originally. So he is a local guy, basically. And um, Ryan Duncan, this is your first book that you've put out. So we're going to be talking about that in a minute. But can you just uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, how you got into writing? I'm, as you said, Ryan Duncan from Arkansas. Um, originally, I've lived all over the state, moved all around um, uh, growing up as well as t- parts of Texas, uh, Austin, Dallas. I was in New York for a stint, so a bit of a, bit of a nomad at, at, at heart, I guess. Uh, I am a father now, which has definitely changed my life significantly uh, since becoming one a few years ago, um, so that's played a lot into it. The, the book and the writing, this is, as you said, this is my first novel. Um, it's, it's been in the works on and off for, I mean, probably 15 or so years since I was a teenager when I like first got the ideas for it, but, but actually been in some concrete form, um, for the last about 12, 13 years when Mm -hmm. I, when I very first started it. So yeah, a little over, a little over a decade worth of work. Um, and then finally seeing the light of day, um, in, in, at least in this form. So it's a, it's something there, but, um, I, I started on it, um, when I was 20 years old, I think when I actually like first wrote the first, actual words and everything um, and art with it and then has gone through many iterations since then to, to evolve into what it is as every story does I don't think it's that I remember one of my best things that was ever told to me uh, in my early writing classes because like I would do single draft essays and stuff for all of my comp class and everything like that like I was not doing I don't do rough drafts and do anything like that but the thing was always told me was like you're never going to publish a first draft and that's true you like it, 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 it'll, it'll be the hideous most terrible thing right. that you ever publish if you do a, a first draft of a book so it's changed a lot since then but um yeah that's kind of the I guess the general I don't know if I answered the question even remotely there <laughs> You did, yeah. It's the beginning, and so um, now uh, leading up to this, did, uh, when did you start writing, or when did you discover that I'd, that was a thing you could maybe do it? I don't, I don't know that. Like, I could give us a set. Like, it's kind of the best way to say it is like, um, like dream states. You, know, you talk about like you never are at the start of a dream. Like you, you, you realize what's going on as you're like in the midst of a scene. Um, so I think by the time I like I realized. I was writing, was a writer, was, was in that sort of, it was like, I was already wasn't it. Cause I mean, from a very young age, um, I don't feel like I wasn't writing things concretely. I like actually like putting pen to paper necessarily. Um, but I was always coming up with, with stories. I mean, it's like every kid does. I mean, it's just like, you're naturally creative, but it, it slowly evolved over time. And then it would start just like, I would, I would like write character stories that had no, no story to it. And actually anything is like, this is a person, here's the setting. They're from, you know, this medieval fantasy world, whatever. And like, this is things about them. Um, so but somewhere somewhere in my teenage years and like I said probably late junior high or early high school, it actually became like writing tales and it was still very, very um I mean some of it's it's the early origins of, of this, but it was still very um very small and like summary levels and everything like that. So it's kind of just one day I was like, Oh, Hey, I actually, th- th- I've been doing this for forever and just mm-hmm. never really put a name to it, so to speak. Um, so I guess that's kind of, if, if I were to say, I think when it like, 
I always knew I wanted to tell stories. I mean, as a mm-hmm. kid, like I wanted to, you know, grow up and like act in movies or like do movies and um, create things like that. But it di- I didn't hit me that I was actually in the process of creating stories until I was about like 18 or 19. Um, and I was like, oh, no, actually, like I really, really want to do this. And this is um, something that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then this one, like when I finally like flipped the switch when I wrote the very first piece of it, which isn't even in the book. Like the first thing that I wrote for this didn't even make it into the final draft. <laughs> oh, it was wow. a little like, it yeah. was a little um, like poem, poetry piece that was set to be the opening for it. Um, and uh, I was, I was 20 years old. I can remember so where I was, I was in the, um, the library of the local um, primary school. It was, I was a permanent substitute mm-hmm. for a stint. I don't, know, I don't know why I was allowed to be a permanent substitute at 20 years old, <laughs> but I was. Uh, but, but I was in my family's educator, so I grew up in the school system and reading everything like that. But I was in the library with um, all of some of the other teachers and library staff and everything. I read the first page of a book and, and closed it and was like, I can totally write a book. I can totally do this. And so, and so that was where that started. There's a different process for everybody that I've talked to. You know, how you get from point A to, you know, where you're, I, I can write stuff to, you know, here's my book. Is this self-published or is this through... Um, Yes. Yes, and no. It is. It is self-published. Okay. I. I publish it. It's a publishing company. I have my okay. own publishing company that I've mm-hmm. created. Um, so I have um, an LLC that I set up for that. Um, but yes, it is. I mean, it's it's me. It's not like it looks like an actual real book. But if you go well, start flipping yeah. through the stuff and uh-huh. you read any of the credits, it's like. I'm, you know, on every, it's, it's the film that you watch the film and then you get to the end credits and it's like written by Clint Eastwood, directed by Clint Eastwood, acted by Clint Eastwood, <laughs> audio by Clint Eastwood. Uh, I'm nowhere on that tier yet, of course, uh, cause Clint Eastwood's pretty much uh, kind of a, a, a yeah. like pioneer oh, of, yes, of all things. Yes. So, but that's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm trying to start there and well, maybe if I fake it enough, yeah. I'll, I'll actually make and it's, it. It's a beautiful book. It's hardcover. It's, um, it's a nice, it, it looks very and I have started reading it. I haven't gotten very far into it, but it's very intriguing. And I have to ask you about your world building <laughs> because the first chapter, I'm like, oh my goodness. And then you totally flip the switch and I'm like, oh, okay. I can see now where we're going maybe. But uh, how, how do you build Because it, it, would you consider this a fantasy? Yeah, yes. I was going to say, if I were to, like, genre based, it would be urban fantasy, technically, is, okay. is, is where it would fall. Okay. It builds more into, um, in the coming books uh, of the series, it builds into to more of a space opera mm. um, style, but early early basis of urban fantasy the original draft was was much much more in the urban fantasy and much less like hard science fiction mm-hmm. and that was as i got older and aged up the the world building that you talked about that was kind of one of the evolutionary phases of of that is the world building came as i as i went through it uh and it was mainly as i like as i changed up my writing so when i started this like i said i was 20 um i was reading twilight full disclaimer that was the that yeah. the, the book that i that i and this is this is so to, to just like timestamp myself, it was when the first movie was about to come out and the entire like pandemonium of society was descending upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, those terrible few years that I was completely embroiled in. Um, <laughs> and like everyone, everyone was talking, I was like, you gotta read the book. You gotta go see the movie. And it was like, it was, I think it was like October or whatever leading up to it. And the movie came out in November or something like that. Um, and, and I was like, well, okay, what's the, what's the movie about? And I showed the trailer. I was like, okay, whatever, no big deal. Um, and they're like, well, here's the, here's the book, you know? And that's when I was sitting in the library and I read the first page 
garbage. Uh, and and read that and closed. And I was like, I can write a book. I can totally do this. <laughs> uh, and, and which is the most arrogant for plotting to have a 20 year But here there. we are now. <laughs> it took, it only right. took me 12 years yeah, to do okay. it. And it's still, I'm still no Stephanie Meyer. So, um, <laughs> but, but no, so like, so as my writing evolved, and then I, I mean, I go from, reading things like that and then to um, A Song of Ice and Fire, um, the Expanse series by um, Ty Frank and um, Daniel Abrams, James S.A. Corey, whatever, pen, whether they want to use their pseudonym or their real name, however they choose to, I'm sure that. And so like the building deeper into it became much and much more. It's like, okay, like I want more details to this mm-hmm. and spread it out. So yeah, the, the prologue that you see, um, <laughs> it's funny, a good friend of mine had a similar uh, refresh that just asked me, was like, how do you come up with this stuff? Like, what is I was like, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Just like, like, and, and she was just like, like, no, seriously, like, how does your brain think mm-hmm. of things? I was like, I got no, I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you. I, I live yeah. in a made up world. And I always, <laughs> you know, when you read some of these books, like, um, Sarah J. Moss. I don't know if you're yes, very yes. familiar with her, but yeah, I have gone through some of her series, and, um, and and you know to come up with these unique names, and uh, you know uh, it's it's sometimes it's, it takes me a while to get used to who is this again, but they're so unique and so um, you know you really pay attention to it, you start s- seeing things that are attached to the names, you know, who they are and, and where they're from and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, and so the, it's the prologue that that is that. And, um, and, and, then and, did, and then it completely Yeah, and then you totally flip totally the switch, and, and chapter one is like, Boom. Just, just Little rock. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three group, girls. Group of college kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that is, well, and that's actually um, my uh, my good friend uh, who's reading it, like, got stuck on that because it was just not, and I was, I was like, just skip ahead to the first chapter. I was like, just skip the prologue. Don't even read it. it mm-hmm, like, you, don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to have it. So, like, because the prologue doesn't actually come to fruition or, or like, put it in place uh, until... It'll be probably book six or seven before oh, wow. Oh, wow. that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just see as, as, as it all paces out. Yeah. But each the the prologue of each of the first books is building to a scene that is towards the end of the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of like that's just like one small setup piece of, of what's going on there. And as it's oh. progressing, which is co- so it's completely divorced from. But I wanted to I wanted to make sure that that was in there to, to kind of set the expectations of like this is going to get. Very much into the high yeah. fantasy space yeah. side, but we'll start slow and 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 rebuild back. So that's yeah. As I hit that reset. Now there. this is book one, and yes, there, w- there will be six. Did you say? Um, six six to eight. Okay. I'm not I'm not sure yet. As it, it, we'll see as I write it out. Are you on number two yet? I yes. Mean, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm in the process of working on number two. I have set tentatively for number two to be out next next fall. Is mm-hmm. the is the goal? And as long as everything continues as planned, I mean that will that yeah. will happen. It's, as long as I feel. Good within it. I don't. Being that it's that it, uh, I am both the publisher and the author. My publisher doesn't set any hard set release <laughs> schedules that I am beholden to, yeah. so I get to to, to negotiate that. But um, I, ideally, I, I feel like I don't. I think next fall would be totally. Good. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be bigger. Um, it is. This one is is considerably Ooh. smaller than. Um, there was, there's actually a part one of the second book is is could have been content in this one. That I just didn't want this one to be too big and and, and hard to digest. So mm-hmm. it's it, we play some time games in the second one and have some like flashbacks into all the yeah. Well, uh, some of my favorite series have been big ones. Um, the uh, Gene All, the K- Clan of the Cave Bear. You know, those are 
Outlander, Outlander. one of my favorites, mm-hmm. George uh, Martin. Yep, yep, Song of Ice and Fire, Game All of Thrones. All of those, yep. you know. Yeah, huge so books. There are some big <laughs> books, and, and uh, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to get through it? But when you get hooked into it, you do. You work your way through it, and it doesn't seem to take any time at all. Uh, because you just can't put it down. Absolutely. You know. It's just a matter of getting into it. I think the difference, well, and this is where, like, I mean, me as an initial author, I could have technically done this since this is all of my publishing imprint, but um, you don't typically see books that long from debut novelists. True. That is kind of yeah. the thing is like, and, and this is from, in traditional publishing, and I mean, any writers who you've talked to or can tell you, like, it's like traditional publishers just won't accept like a 300,000 word manuscript exactly. as like, for, right. for a yeah. debut novel. It's like, no, yeah. you've got to prove yourself a little bit first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's something that is a little bit tricky. Like you talk about that, you know, I mean, obviously Song of Ice and Fire is like 280, well, sorry, Game of Thrones, book one within Song of Ice and Fire is like 280,000 words, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're roughly in there, which is a, a massive, massive book. There's no way if that had been George R. R. Martin's first pitch that he ever did, any publishing company would be like, "No, we're not printing this big of a book." Exactly. So it's like you, you kind of have risk. to, well, yeah. yeah, as I say, you've got to get buy-in from people. Those authors have buy-in on their name at that point, and so it's like, yeah, you'll you'll take the chance on that novel because you know that writer is good for mm-hmm. for a new novel from an unknown novelist or anything like that. It's like it's really really hard to get someone to to sure. buy into yeah. a, a yeah. massive book like now, that. Now, how how did you learn about publishing it yourself? What was that process like to start your own publishing? Arduous. Empire. <laughs> empire. Yeah, there you go. Yes. We, Start somewhere. We are an empire right? spanning an entire book. <laughs> um, no, it's a. It is. It's a. It's a weird, crazy process. Um, it's a lot easier now than it was. 5, 10, 20 years ago, just mm-hmm. as, as technology has allowed us more things that we like. I mean, there's so much access. Like, this is printed through Ingram Spark, which is a print oh, and distribution yes. company. Uh-huh. So, any bookstore basically on the planet has access to go get anything that's in Ingram Sparks right. library. Yeah. Um, those type of tools. I mean, that's just stuff that if you tried to publish a book in the eighties, you just could, you didn't have exactly. those access. To that. No, so the, wow. the internet has broken down a lot of those barriers. Same thing. Of course. I mean, you know, people talk all the time about like Kindle direct publishing and even Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble now has, um, a, a within their own house, a, a, like Kindle direct publishing type system. Mm-hmm. So that has helped a lot of the things. Um, really it's, it's a lot of time spent on the internet. So like I always, this is this manuscript never got pitched to a publisher. Mm-hmm. I never sent a single query letter to a, to an right. agent. Um, the plan was always to self publish, um, and it's which is weird because like I mean I've gone to writers conferences as I was trying to to really like delve into this after I didn't go to a single writing anything I didn't even I haven't even finished like a creative writing class when I finished my mm-hmm. first draft and then it was like I finished that and it's like okay I actually need to like take this serious and figure out what the heck I'm doing if I ever want to do anything with that so I said I like I started like I went to um my first year within like the first two months of living in New York I went to the slant writing conference mm-hmm. um, which was, was super awesome there and very informative and I even did like you can do like practice pitch lessons where like you sit down with someone who is an agent so you're not actually pitching you're just like trying trying to get the feel for it and they'll uh-huh. help you and yeah. you know, kind of walk you through that. And like, I've, I've done that and went through those all with the intention that I was never actually going to pitch it. I just wanted to get familiar with sure. how the industry works, yeah. try and like learn it from both sides. Cause I always wanted to set up my own publishing company right. and do the work. So, um, lots of time spent on the internet researching, um, things, but really a lot of it has become easier. Like I said, just in the past, if I had tried to even print this one, I, I finished the first draft when I was 24, which would have been like 2000. 13, 2014, somewhere in there. Like, mm-hmm. even then, it would have been 
incredibly harder than it is now right. to, to do yeah. this. Um, but I mean, just power of the internet, looking at, at, at printing companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, like looking at different comparing costs, things like that, finding other authors who have done that's I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm by yes. no means a pioneer in this. I mean, right. authors have been doing it. So finding author's site, reading their resources. Um, there's a fantastic um, author I found, um, Melissa Mitchell. I feel like I'm going to put I'm pretty sure it's Melissa Mitchell. Um, Mitchell. I'd have to look at my email. I've emailed her directly, just saying <laughs> thank you at this point. Um, but uh, but she she did it. She's independently published herself, like her own mm-hmm. thing, and like but she has a blog of just like everything she's gone to. So mm-hmm. those resources, um, time money with that. Um, but then from that, it's I mean it's the back end of stuff. It's you know setting up LLCs, filing business exactly, paperwork, exactly. Yeah, and uh, getting your ISBN, getting ISBN, everything. We yep. have another author who's local. Um, who Brandy Brandy? <laughs> yes, you, you Brandy had her on. Easterling yeah, Brandy Collins. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that was like two episodes yes. back on your right yes. now. I listened to and her. And so yes. she has done her own. And my question is because we get a lot of people that are interested in like, well, how do I get this published? How do I do this? And we've heard all the stories. It seems like, well, I went to this place and they took all my money and <laughs> yep. never saw a book, you know. And I did this and that. Um, do you ever think that you will? publish other authors or is this solely for you no 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 that is that is the goal actually so that was from from the start that was the reason wasn't just for myself i actually i have a number of friends um in, in various creative films uh, fields, sorry, um, I, I went to film school. I have friends that um, that work in film now. Some that have the ability to work in film and just to do other jobs because mm-hmm. that's life. Sometimes we don't always. Mm-hmm. It's not it, those. They're not easy barriers to break yeah, down at times. Right. Um, I have friends that write books, and all of us, you know, I'd, I'm, I'm not established. I don't know any authors, you know, personally that yeah. are actually like publishing. I think the closest is um, um, Iona Gray, who uh, just published Beast of Prey. Mm, um, okay. I've messaged her on Instagram. That's about the closest I have to an actual, you know, real air quotes author. Um, But I've always been surrounded by creative types. Just it's one of those things. I think now I look back on it and it makes perfect sense. I'm like, Oh, well of course I was attracted Mm -hmm. to those types. Like those are the people that I connect with and understand with, but it seems haphazard as you're going through it. And then you look back online. It's like, Oh, well, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. It's just just other versions of me that I've found throughout the world. There was Uh, a path there. uh, So I always (laughs) wanted to, to create a, 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 something that could grow to allow for, Mm -hmm. for other authors and other creators. I will definitely say like, I'm very fortunate in that, I had a variety of skill sets and also just an ability to, I mean, I, I'm very, very skilled at finding anything on the internet. Like it's, it's, there's a character in the book who, who that's like a joke thing, but it's like, it's just something that like, I think for those of us that kind of grew up on the eve of, of internet evolution, like you just did it. Like, I mean, it was a, it was a childhood hobby and when mm-hmm. AOL instant messenger was first getting up and like mm-hmm. Yahoo search, you know, you'd yeah. search for an image and it had three whole images that it would find. Everything. It was like, you just <laughs> you, like researching the internet was the thing. So yeah, there's lots of resources that exist. I mean, but authors don't always know it. I mean, like it's not, it's right. not that it's easy to find. I mean, it, it is easier to do, but you still have to know where to look and go exactly. looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not really a one size fits all. Yes. Uh, you know, there, uh, you can give people the basics, but, um, then they kind of have to either go on that journey themselves and take what the path that suits them best. But, um, anyway, so yeah, I, we're always interested in doing that, and we may just do that again. So if you listen out there and you're interested in hearing uh, more about how you can get your writing published, etc., let us know, and we'll uh, see what we can come up with. Uh, okay, so back to the book. Um, did you find it was difficult to write 
uh, for different characters, like there are the guy characters and there's the girl characters. Did you have difficulty writing any of that? Um, I I definitely did it first, and that's something that some of the earliest um, critique that I had on it, which was very good, and I mean, like, um, I know in, um, you were just talking with uh, Alex... um, Perry. Alex Perry. I listened to hers, and that was one she did. I was like accepting critique and how important that that is, and it's it's so very mm-hmm. true. Like, um, I mean, the female characters, the three uh, Aaron, Rachel, and Allie that you that you see in the book, the, were always the three like starting characters from it. But um, I definitely struggled with their voice early on when I was writing it, and trying to because it's like I'm not a girl. In fact, it's not yeah. like it's, it's just a simple <laughs> truth. So it's like I like um, and I had actually one of my male friends who is an avid reader read it. Um, and it was one of his first takes of the early drafts is like that. Just, I don't think it's like it's not really how girls talk very much. And so it was like trying to sort that and like make them funny, which and then they each evolved into their own character. Yeah. But then I, to come I full circle that. from that, as I like, again, just worked on it. the main thing is like it's reading other works. It's it's finding different and I think one of the, the biggest things it is is read a lot of female written works mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. from female female perspectives from female authors um, and getting accustomed to that and then and then just trying to I don't know like is put yourself in those shoes and that's that's something mm-hmm. that every writer tries to do to the best of their ability of course yeah. but it's like it's just practice with that but the one of the I guess best things that I've had from that is after this final draft is actually out in the world now, um, a good female friend of mine who is also a writer um, uh, and actually just got her first work um, accepted through a hybrid publishing deal. But when she read it, one of the things that she did was like, I really loved that the the females felt like real female characters mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she actually said if she had not known that it was me that was writing she would have known it was a, a male author and that was a huge compliment to me like that yeah. man so, but I was like that's fantastic that's easily because I deal like it could be anybody um, and so I think that's mm-hmm. kind of just like finding different voices to hear that watching movies reading books any type of thing that you can find from different angles to try and better understand and actively listen as you're doing that is is, is really really try and yeah. put yourself in that place and try to understand that um, and then at the end of the day just try to very much put the human aspect of, of it yeah. in there because i mean it's a, while while we all have different walks in in our lives that we experience like there are just basic human things that yeah. uh, we all have yeah. we, we have the same brain functions and neurons like all yeah. this stuff's yeah. firing the same so it's it's how would how would the human brain process through that and exactly and kind of through that. did you ever did you have female friends or uh, family or whatever that were able to give you any insight yes i did that's what, like i had um my all of my workshop, which and that's the thing, is I mean, no, no work that ever sees the light of day is an individual uh, project that happens by itself in a vacuum. It's all groups of people. So my earliest reader friends, most of them were female, because the average reader is female. female St- statistics yeah. show yep. like it's yep. not even that's not even a, like a hidden fact. Like it's yeah. a known fact. Um, females on average read more than men do, uh, and so I would say of the like first 10 people that read it eight or nine probably were were female because that's who of my friends read so mm-hmm. getting their feedback things that they liked things that that didn't work that they didn't like or that just didn't sound right um and then, and then getting from that as i each each iteration you know as i sent it it's like hey this is you mm-hmm. know, different draft what do you think about this what are things with that nature um and then also grammarly helps a lot i had grammarly mm-hmm. as i went through and did like that was I, I, I give huge credit to that for helping with the final edits that yeah that helped with a lot of like where i just like missed in terminology or like it even has um like it has sensitivity features now. I don't know if you guys have used Grammarly, but yeah, like it'll like oh if you use and it, it catches me some in the book because there's times where like it's intentional in the way it's phrasing. It's like, hey, this might not be 
acceptable to you know certain audiences because it's built for like workplace settings and inclusiveness. And so, True, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like I know that I understand that, but that's definitely that's a person saying that. Exactly. I, like, they, I wanted them yeah. to say that in that context, yeah. but I realized. Yeah. So yeah, but that does it, it helps to just realize like hearing your voice from different angles and how mm-hmm. it might be perceived. So um, yeah, tons of tons of help there. Yeah, um, because and I think all the authors that we talk to, uh, you know, they can't they can't stress enough how important, like you said, uh, being uh, critical or having people you know read your work critically and and be honest with you and um so you know they give you that help and just there's there are so many tools nowadays that will help like grammarly but again like you said they might well it's like autocorrect when you text Mm -hmm. you know how you really did mean this word but they changed it to something totally you know i remember the worst one was i was trying to type that thing and it typed that thong and (laughs) i did not want to send that to my electrician (laughs) i I, I mean you know if if you're typing about thongs exactly but that was not the intention that was the grammarly constantly um it'll get you for writing in a passive voice and not an active voice because mm -hmm. typically again it's it's built for workplace type settings Mm -hmm. so it's it's like you're wanting to be active in voice and it's like so you go through i mean this is a hundred eighty thousand words in this like you're gonna have a ton of those so it was constant it's like yes i meant to write that in a <laughs> passive voice like that's that's the angle that it's supposed to be written right. from please just can i ignore all of these <laughs> um, so yeah you do you gotta you gotta watch that because it yeah. will catch you sometimes and there's probably still i've gone through it a million times there's probably still typos in there i'm sure that are gonna yeah, come up of, of like now, missed uh, as a publisher do you have editors that you use or do you just i mean like Anybody who who is like an editor, an, an actual editor. Uh, yeah. Um, no, we all pretend to be, but no, so, so uh, I do. I have um, two of my very very good friends. Um, uh, I, I've I've had a number of people that have helped on the project, which I tried to mention all of them them in the acknowledgments. The ones that didn't, I apologize. It, it certainly was not intentional. But uh, Levi. Um, and Evan are my two closest friends that have, that have done the most like thorough uh-huh. read-throughs of it of like uh-huh. actual um, m- mostly from a from a grammatical content editing. I think that's kind of the difference. Is you look at like stages of editing, which I mean, you, you have your content editing that yeah. is like that's the bulk right. of the work. Is like, hey, this just does not sound like as a whole body. It's like this whole mm-hmm. character's perspective is wrong. And that's some of the early feedback that I have. Like you know, mm-hmm. when it's like, hey, your females don't sound like female characters. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing you have to go through. But then like from a copy editing standpoint, where it's like, hey, it's just fixing grammatical issues and things right. like that mm-hmm. um, and they had a very very heavy hand in that reading through the whole thing and um, thank goodness they just have a, a very good eye for detail and mm-hmm. catching it which is really good especially when you you know you talk about the names of characters that becomes a nightmare <laughs> in editing when you have characters like Thad which can also be mistaken for that True. And yep, any time yep. you're working mm-hmm. in a word processing unit, you have to go through and find every iteration in 180,000 words every time that that thad and that came up and make sure they were all what they were supposed to be. So little things like that. Exactly. That it's like, it's, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've had a team of editors that have helped with that. Um, Levi awesome. and Evan have been fantastic. But no, we don't have any like editors, editors that you would have at a, at a publishing company. Right, right. And that's where the book could probably, you know, potentially be even better for it if I had like someone who knew the industry yeah. and could actually tell you those type of things. Somebody who's done it for Who's done it hundreds uh, yes. and hundreds of books. Yeah, yes. yeah, you know, like that is their career. That is who they are and all. But um, but still, it's helpful to get, uh, you know, beta readers, which are just all those people you talked about that yes, were reading. Absolutely. You know, um, because I know if I write something, I, I'm like, yeah, it's perfect. And then you walk away and you come back a few days later and you're like, 
what did I mean when I said that? Or why is that word not like this? You know? Well, and that's, so, yeah, that's you, a big one, especially as a, you yourself as a writer, we, and this is, I mean, you can do it with your own works. You know, you can write an email, don't send it, come back and read it the next day and yes. have errors in it that you just mm-hmm. did because, because you knew what you were trying to say in that moment. Yes. You know, so you, yes. you're, especially in typing, I think it's probably worse in typing than it ever was with written word. Maybe not. I, I didn't, you know, I, my handwriting is terrible. So, but with, with typing, especially like yeah. you type a, you know, an is instead of an isn't but your brain skips over because it's like I'm you know you're exactly. typing and your brain yes. knows what you're trying to exactly. say yes. and sometimes yes. even when you go back and read over it like you you may read over it three times and you never see the error because you know what you're trying to exactly. say in that voice yes. in that yes. and then somebody comes along and it's like hey you have like three spelling errors in here it's like oh I totally didn't know because I knew what I was trying to say <laughs> in that moment. yes so, and uh, that's that's a uh, kind of a trap I guess we fall into that we need to be aware of but um well it has been delightful talking to you and I really am excited to get further into the book and get to know um the characters because they've just gotten to where they're with the interesting family that they've met the girls are you know they're getting into that and finding out they're not quite you're you're just now getting to um, all of the subversion that happens so yeah it it stage sets with a lot of um i i I mean i guess a lot of tropes or a lot of stage setting of of because again that's that's kind of where it at its beginning when I was, I was writing, you know, like a Twilight fan fiction when it all started. And mm-hmm. and so you still see the seeds of that, but then it all very, very much starts to subvert uh, and completely yeah. um, go. go from that. So yeah. you, all of so you're getting to, to where things are about to start to derail. And then once you get to part two, that's when things get weird. Oh, oh. <laughs> good to know. So, uh, you know, like you said, um, if, if you do tend to get hung up on uh, the, you know, the worlds that, that, people can create the fantasy and all where it's like the world building and you're, you're going, I don't know what this means. Like you said, well, just skip, skip, the, skip, prologue skip the prologue for right now. I think now, in the ebook it actually, if, if it's still, for, I formatted it initially in the ebook to mm-hmm. so where it starts you on chapter one and it doesn't actually start, you have to go back and find the prologue. If that is the case, skip yeah. over the prologue, get right yeah. to the chapters because it's much more digestible and, and functions for, I think, an yeah. yeah. average reader audience that right. isn't into fantasy necessarily. And if you, and yeah, if you, if you tend to read something like that and you're, that just turns you off, uh, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Give it a while. And the and first, then you get the into prologue it. all the way through chapter four is up on the website. So you can skip over that. Even if you like, if it, whether it's, you know, obviously you want to come down to Dog Ear and, and purchase it on the bookstore. Absolutely, shelf, because but, we will have it here in the store. Yes. Yeah, but, if, <laughs> but if you want to even read it online before you do that, you can go read yeah. the first, all the way through the first four chapters. So you can oh. skip through that and see if it is a book for yeah, you that you're absolutely. interested in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, and that does give you a really good, um, sense of the flavor of the book and so that's that's a good idea so go to your website yes which uh, is risepublishing.org rise um, spell that r-i-s-e mm-hmm. publishing um, so that's the that's the publishing company uh-huh. um dot org and uh and and check that out okay and you can see on there it has all of our publishing company details which is the whole one book um all the all the tabs are there the for first book yeah, exactly the first, the first book the one. it's the this first the book first all book the tabs there. are there for if we actually had a library of work i tried to very much mimic you know penguin and random house and all those well, but it, yeah. it, it's still just, it's it still just has one one thing to it um but yeah as i say go on there you can read the chapter previews all of that or you know come come down to dog ear yeah, and, and grab know. a coffee and sit and, and read and 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 see if it's a book for you absolutely we we do have copies uh, if you're interested and would like for us to hold one for you, give us a call at 
479-219-5123. And we will be happy to hold it for you or come in, like Brian suggested, and uh, grab a coffee next door and just sit down and see if you'd like it because I think think you're going to be intrigued by it. It's very... um, yeah, I'm excited to get more into it. <laughs> so, anyway, again, thank you, Ryan, so much for uh, making the effort to be here, first of all, and uh, just sharing all this with us. It's exciting. Thank it's you. Exciting. Thank you so much for, for having me. I'm very Absolutely. excited about it. So, uh, guys, thanks for joining us on the podcast, and feel free to contact us if you have questions or want any more information about any of our amazing authors that we interview. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.